As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. I want to talk for a few minutes from the subject, meaningful religion. Meaningful religion. The word religion comes from the Greek word threskia, which means an outward expression of an inner spiritual devotion. The significant part of that definition is outward expression. For it reminds us that our religion draws its strength from practical application. Unless we can put our religion to work in meaningful ways and apply it to our everyday situations, then it's nothing more than philosophy and platitude. I'm proud of the fact that Shiloh, as a congregation and as individual members of this congregation, is at the forefront of making our religion meaningful in our community and beyond. In just this past week, our religion motivated us to feed the hungry and the homeless, to visit the elderly in nursing homes, and to bring encouragement to the incarcerated, to deepen the biblical knowledge of those who hunger 
and thirst after righteousness, to tend to the practical needs of young parents, to provide quality care for their children, while beginning the process of educating them for the rigors of the world, to encourage people to use their voices and their influence to speak truth to power and to exercise their voting rights. And those things were done as the church gathered. Additionally, there are any number of things that we as believers in Jesus are engaged in as the church scattered that are intended to elevate the quality of life for all of us. And all of these things are efforts to make our religion meaningful, to outwardly express our inner spiritual devotion. And more of it needs to happen. For there has not been a time in the world when we need more to hear from the church than right now. There has not been a time when African Americans were more in need of a meaningful religion than right now. Amid reports of declining church attendance in our nation, amid attacks upon the church's social justice mandate coming from false teachers like John MacArthur and others who are closer to home, the question is being asked, does the church have anything meaningful to offer in the times in which we live. In light of our socioeconomic problems and our political polarization in our communities, does the church have anything meaningful to offer? Considering the level of crime and violence that plagues us, when we see the ugly and abhorrent effects of poverty, the vicious and vengefulness of racism, the raw greed of economic classism, the pathetic plight of a school system that's ill-equipped to meet the needs of the community that it's charged to serve, the question is, does the church have anything meaningful to offer in the times in which we live? And the answer must be a resounding yes. We have a religion to offer that is meaningful. We have a growing faith in God that is relevant and purposeful. Meaningful religion must involve regeneration. There must be a change in our hearts. Meaningful religion doesn't begin in the church house, but it must originate in the heart of the believer. In our hearts, change must take place. For our religion to be real, God must have transformed our hearts. This same David wrote in the 139th Psalm, God, search my heart. Know what is there. 
test me and know what I am thinking. If there's anything in my life that you don't like, help me to move it out of the way. Then meaningful religion must be responsive to God's goodness toward us. We must never forget that our regeneration demands a response. If God had not sought us out and touched our lives, we'd still be lost in sin, groping helplessly in spiritual darkness. But because of how God regenerated us, our religion must be a response to what the Lord has done. In other words, meaningful religion is expressed in right living. Our elders used to say, it ought to make us walk right. It ought to make us talk right. It ought to cause us to let our light so shine before humanity that they will see our good work and give glory to our Father in heaven. Well, our scripture today shows us how to have meaningful religion even in hard times. Our text comes from the 71st Psalm, which is a Psalm of David. Psalm 71 is the third in a series of prayers that David prayed at a tough time in his life. David was getting on in years. And as he might have thought, as he got older, things would get better. But in his later years, David had to deal with trial and tribulation. And it reminds us, church, that as long as you live, you're going to have trouble sometime. You don't ever get so old. You don't ever get so wise or so righteous that you don't have to deal with trouble. Trouble doesn't care when your birthday is. Trouble doesn't review your economic status. Trouble doesn't survey your standing in the community. But at the time when you least expect it, trouble will come your way. David ran into trouble in his life. His son, Absalom, tried to take his throne away. And those that were close to him turned their backs on him. From all sides, he was having a hard time. And David, in the midst of his trial, turned to God in prayer. In the 69th Psalm, he Pled to God for mercy. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up around my neck, and my enemies are trying to destroy me. In the 70th Psalm, he 
asks for deliverance. Come quickly to me, O God, for I am poor and needy. But in the 71st Psalm, after his pleas for mercy and deliverance, I hear David pray a different prayer. He says, even though the wicked are trying to destroy me and my enemies have conspired against me, I will press on for my hope rests in the Lord and I will praise him more and more. Church, it's evident that David was helped by the fact that his religion was meaningful. First, his religion helped him to rely on the power of prayer. The more he prayed, the stronger he got. And church, we can learn from David that when you're in trouble, you need to pray. In fact, you need to pray before you get in trouble because it'll make it easier for you to pray when you're in trouble. You need to pray that God works out your situation. And you need to understand that working out the situation doesn't mean that God will always make a change. But it does mean that God will stand by you. And he'll help you to deal with your problem. And don't let nobody tell you that it's wrong to keep going back to God with your problem. You keep on going. You keep on praying. The stronger you pray, the stronger you will be. The more you go, the less your enemies can harm you. The more you go, the more you'll find that the words of the hymn are true. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He's willing to aid you, and he will carry you through. And then David learned that personal experience makes religion meaningful. If you look at the fifth verse, David says, Lord, you've been my hope, and you've been my confidence since my youth, from the time that you brought me from my mother's womb. I've trusted in you, and you've never let me down. Church, you ought to have a background of experience with the Lord that'll make your religion meaningful. You see, when you're young, you listen to what old folks said about the Lord. But there comes a time when you need to know him for yourself. There comes a time when you need to stand 
on the foundation of experience. I can confess that I've had some experience with the Lord. And I've learned that he's able to deliver under any and all situations. When I am weak, he makes me strong. When I am filled with doubt, he soothes my sorrows and he calms my fears. And because I know what the Lord has done, it makes my religion meaningful. Well, finally, because David's religion was meaningful, he promised that he would share it with others. He said, I'll tell of your righteousness and of your salvation. And church, when you know what the Lord has done for you, you ought not have a problem telling somebody about it. This same David declared, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This same David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This same David declared, Our God will never forget the needy, but the hope of those who are hurting is in the Lord. And I'm glad that David had a testimony, but I'm even more glad that I've got my own testimony. I've got my own story to tell. I might not be as eloquent as David was, but I can say this. The Lord has been good to me. The Lord picked me up and turned me around. The Lord planted my feet on a solid foundation. The Lord keeps health in my body and sanity in my mind. The Lord keeps food on my table and clothes on my back. The Lord opens doors for me that men have closed against me. The Lord has made my enemies my footstool. The Lord has prepared a table for me right in the presence of my enemies. The Lord keeps anointing my head with oil and causing my cup to run over. I can testify. He's good. He's good. He's good. 
He's good all the time. He's better to me than I've been to myself. And so I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for being so good to me. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. He's able, 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 able. Yeah! 